On one side of the battle were the aforementioned Dmitri Stupin and Igor Gusev, and their sister pharmacy operations Glovmed and Spamit. On the other was RX Promotion, a competing rogue internet pharmacy started by Gusev's former business partner, 35-year-old Muscovite Pavel Vrublevsky. Officially, Vrublevsky was the top executive at a company called Chronopay, one of Russia's largest online payment processing firms and a company that he and Gusev co-founded. In secret, he had deep ties to the cybercrime underworld, helping online miscreants of all stripes obtain credit card processing for their shady endeavors and taking a hefty cut of the action. Rublevsky also is the co-founder and administrator of the popular spammer forum Crutop.nu and another pivotal figure in the cyber wars that have made us into a spam nation, or in reality, a world of spam today. By 2010, I had spent more than a year investigating and reporting on allegations of corrupt business practices by Vrublevsky and his reputed ties to spammers working for the RX Promotion Rogue Pharmacy Program, first as an investigative reporter for the Washington Post, and then for my own cybersecurity news website, KrebsOnSecurity.com. But as I dug deeper and deeper, I wanted to know more about the spam email and cybersecurity problem, who was driving it and how to solve it. It was clear others did too. Prior to the war of attrition between spam kingpins that this book will explore, there was shockingly little public and reliable information available to answer the most basic questions facing the spam problem, such as, who is buying the stuff advertised in junk email, like Viagra, prescription drugs, and even Gucci purses? And what drives people to purchase and ingest pills pushed by these intrusive and unknown marketers? Are these drugs real or ineffective and possibly lethal fakes? Who is profiting from sending spam? How are the profits being divvied up and where is the money going? Why is the pharmaceutical industry, one of the richest and most influential businesses in the world, seemingly powerless to stop the wholesale theft and hijacking of its products, trademarks, and customers? For that matter, why is it so easy to pay for these blatantly spam-advertised knockoffs with a credit card? Do customers have their credit card accounts hacked or resold after buying from spammers? What if they don't even buy from them? Are they still in danger? And what can consumers, policymakers, and law enforcement use to get control of the cybercrime epidemic? These are some of the questions people asked when I told them I was writing a book about spam. At the beginning, I could offer only my best guesses for answers. Even as I sought advice from purported spam experts, I discovered that some of the world's top authorities on spam didn't have a firm grip on the answers either. Many offered canned responses that seemed to be based on a handful of well-worn case studies, some of which were sponsored by major pharmaceutical or security companies, or both. Leaked pharmacy spam databases that I was able to obtain from RX Promotion and Glovmed Spamit during the Pharma Wars changed all of that, 
by providing a deep insider look at almost every significant aspect of the world's largest spam organizations. Perhaps ironically, the spammers themselves provided this glimpse into their shady doings that affect each of us every day. Hackers loyal to Gusev and Vrublevsky leaked this information to certain law enforcement officials and to me in an attempt to sabotage each other. Instead, their databases offered unprecedented insight into the day-to-day operations and profits of these secretive international drug cartels, which comprise a loose affiliation of spammers, virus writers, shadowy suppliers, and shippers. The information in these databases also forms the basis of my reporting for many portions of this book. More importantly, and alarmingly, this cache of documents also contained the demographic...